Hello, and welcome to this Security Response Podcast, brought to you by Symantec, the world leader in providing solutions to help individuals, small businesses, and enterprises assure the security, availability, and integrity of their information. Today's podcast focuses on an emerging and future trend, malicious activity occurring in virtual worlds. The goal is to help you understand potential threats that are present in online games, particularly massively multiplayer online games. A persistent virtual world is a type of online gaming platform where a large number of players exist in the same gaming area. These players can modify the world and interact with each other. Similarly, a massively multiplayer online game is a gaming platform in which a large number of players exist. In many cases, both terms refer to the same types of worlds and games. A virtual world is like the Internet in many ways. A large number of people can interact with each other in both mediums. Some people play for fun and others play for profit, much like people using the real Internet. Also like the Internet, some people are malicious and look for ways to exploit the system to make money. Some activities that malicious players may perform on the game server are phishing attacks, spam, and money laundering. Additionally, influences from outside the game, such as Trojans, may target gamers and their accounts. These will be explored in depth in this podcast. One significant difference between virtual worlds and the Internet as a whole is the makeup of the users. Experience levels of Internet users varies from new users to those who are very experienced. Participating in a virtual world, however, often takes some level of understanding and thus tends to be populated by more experienced users. Additionally, since these virtual worlds are often games, they typically appeal to a younger demographic and those who have grown up with an Internet connection. As such, much of the virtual world's populations fall into a fairly specific demographic. This leads to attacks that are specialized to target these people. There is a wide range of phishing and scam activities that could affect people who are members of virtual worlds and online games. Fishers may coax users into providing their account details through spam emails or fake websites, similar to classic phishing attacks. Additionally, phishing attacks may take place directly in the game, perpetrated by potentially malicious players. Finally, some cases exist where a malicious user will befriend a gamer for a long period of time in order to gain the user's trust and eventually access the user's account. Although it hasn't been widely reported yet, it is possible for fishers to target online gamers through traditional email spam. These emails may direct users to fake websites purporting to be run by the gaming company. In other cases, users may be directed to sites offering in-game currency, items, or other enticements in exchange for their password. An interesting factor in these types of phishing attacks is that, unlike standard phishing attacks, which are nearly direct profit streams, these attacks target in-game resources. For example, the user's in-game currency and items may be stolen. This creates an extra step for the fishers, laundering the items, that is, turning them into physical money. This type of phishing 
may also be done through in-game avenues. Instead of sending phishing emails to a wide range of users, they are sent from within the game. The main advantage to this strategy is that while most emails will likely be seen by people who don't play that game, phishing scams from within the game will only go to the intended audience, the players. This means that far less overhead and resources are used while the number of targets who may actually be affected can remain the same. Another way of committing this type of phishing attack is to create a relationship between the scammer and the player. Over a short or a long period of time, scammers in online games can build relationships with legitimate players. As a result, the player is much more likely to succumb to a scam offered by the person he or she's been playing with. These targeted attacks are much more dangerous than classic attacks since the target is given a reason to trust the scammer. To protect yourself from these and other types of phishing attacks, don't share your password with anybody. Additionally, if an email asks you to click a link to the game's website, it is always safer to navigate to the game's site manually. After a successful phishing attack, the phisher generally ends up with characters, accounts, and in-game currency. Since an attacker's ultimate goal is typically to profit, these in-game items need to be changed into real money or laundered. This is often done by selling the goods. Some scammers sell the items to legitimate stores that buy and sell items from a variety of players. In other cases, scammers can sell directly to players. This will sometimes be done through normal character-to-character -character interactions, but can also be done by using in-game spam to advertise to large groups of people. In any case, the ultimate goal is to sell the items for actual money. This flow of items and money in virtual worlds and online games is often referred to as a secondary economy. This type of economy is largely unregulated, which can allow the movement of significant amounts of money. As a result, it is possible for attackers that are engaging in other types of activities, like credit card theft, to launder money to any country through these in-game channels. Spam is traditionally considered to be unwanted email, although in recent years it has spread to other systems such as instant messengers, text messages on cell phones, blogs, and even online games. By moving away from their usual methods, spammers are able to bypass traditional detection mechanisms such as email filters. In doing so, spammers are potentially able to affect users that have protection. Virtual worlds and multiplayer online games are usually proprietary, so security software may be unable to protect them as easily as they protect emails. An interesting difference between spam and virtual worlds and email spam is the type of products being advertised. Email spam typically promotes products such as replica watches and prescription drugs and often encourages stock purchases. Spam in games, however, is typically related to the game itself. Spammers offer the purchase of the game's currency or items within the game. Rare items, since they are hard to acquire, can be sold for a significant amount of money. If these items were stolen, the spammer can make a significant profit. Another type of spam observed in online games relates to advancing characters. 
spammers will offer to advance characters levels for a per-hour rate. It is likely that some of these spammers are also attempting to gain access to users' account passwords in order to steal their items, which can then be sold. Mitigation for spam in virtual worlds and online games is different than mitigation for classic email spam. In virtual worlds and online games, the servers and clients are both typically proprietary. Servers are generally run by the gaming companies, and the clients are generally proprietary software. As a result, normal spam mitigation methods, such as filtering at the gateway or even at the computer, won't work. It is up to the game companies themselves to prevent spam on their servers. Different gaming companies have implemented different strategies. Some games allow players to report spammers. Since spammers have accounts like any other player, the game company can ban spammers from their servers. This is an interesting property of this type of spam. The mitigation rests almost exclusively on the company who provides the game not on the end users. The final threat discussed here is malicious code that threatens or propagates through virtual worlds or online games. This type of malicious code is especially popular in the Asia-Pacific region, but can affect anybody, even people who don't play the game. Some of these, in addition to stealing game passwords and accounts, can also disable security software. There have recently been several different types of malicious code that targeted online games. The GamePass Trojan, for example, stole passwords from a variety of online games, such as Ragnarok, Lineage, and Rohan. These games are popular in the Asia-Pacific region, and these Trojans are seen most frequently in that region. This likely indicates that attackers using these tools are specifically targeting that region. The Lineage Trojan was also popular in this region and, like GamePass, steals passwords for online games. Once these Trojans send the account passwords to their owner, the owner can sell the accounts, sell the items from the accounts, or use the account for other spamming or phishing attacks as previously discussed. There is also a possibility of malicious code propagating within virtual worlds, much like worms propagate on the Internet. Some games, with a notable example being Second Life, allow users to create their own custom objects or scripts. It is possible that a vulnerability in a client for one of these games can be exploited by an attacker to spread malicious code within the virtual world. It is advisable to take all standard precautions to protect yourself from these types of malicious code. Having an up-to-date virus scanner with current signatures and an active firewall will help mitigate the risk caused by these and other types of malicious code. That concludes our discussion of malicious activity occurring in virtual worlds. Thank you for downloading and listening to this Security Response Podcast, brought to you by Symantec, the global leader in information integrity, providing software, appliances, and services to help individuals and enterprises secure and manage their most important asset, their information. For more information about this subject, related products, and additional podcasts, make sure to visit www.symantec.com.